Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. And uh, we're going to kick off the show today with a uh, a boater alert. And this came from who, Barry? Boat US? Is that right? Boat, boat US sent out a boater's alert. Yeah. Uh, people that own boats that are documented by the uh, Coast Guard are required to renew their information every year. And okay. there are these companies out there that are getting lists of these people that own these documented boats and sending out official-looking uh, letters saying, you can renew your documents with us. We will charge you whatever the fee is. Right. But it's not from the Coast Guard. Even though the it kind of looks like mm-hmm. it. It's, it's it almost like, like it. uh, you know, th- this happens for corporations. I've, I get these uh, for overboard entertainment all the time. And, right. uh, and, I, and I tell my clients, ignore those. I said, you can go on to SunBiz and renew your documents once a year without paying an upcharge fee. That's uh, Barry's right. accountant business, by the way, not as Barry the boater. But I guess right now <laughs> he has his boating hat on. And uh, yep. Mike, this has actually happened to you, though. Is yeah, that right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, two weeks ago, I just renewed uh, the documentation on on my vessel, and during that time, uh, I received three or four letters, and I opened them up, and I'm like, "Well, that doesn't look right, but yeah. it's almost right." You right. Know? So, kind of send out official. these letters. Yeah, it does. These letters, these letters go out, and they are on letterhead that very closely resembles. Uh, and even has similar addresses uh, to the official uh, Coast Guard um, location. So just just be aware that you can go straight to the Coast Guard and renew your vessel with no upcharge. Uh, it's just standard fees for my boat. It's twenty six bucks a year. Uh, but the uh, the website is www.uscg.mil/nvdc. That's the website you go to. Okay. Any other website? Any any other website you're directed to, um, and I've done it. Also, look very similar to the Coast Guard's actual website, but yeah. instead of twenty six dollars, you're probably shelling out forty five. Right. They're putting on some kind mm-hmm. of service fee or something. It kind kind of looks official, mm-hmm. and if you're not paying attention, you could fall for it. But we're here to warn our passengers against such shenanigans. Uh, I, I guess it's legal, but it's, you know, to me that it's kind of borderline scam stuff, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, cause like it I is. said, in Florida, we get these, uh, with, with corporations all the time too, cause you get paid your corporate, you know, taxes every year and they're God knows yeah. I, you know, I, I get God, t- just tons of letters like that. And they, they kind of look official and they're like, Oh, you owe this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we're going to pay it for you, but you got to fill this right. out. And I'm like, wait a minute. We're, I never had to do this before. And then I'm like, Oh, I had a red flag. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know. This is nonsense. I, I also have to say um, that the service that the Coast Guard provided was fantastic. I had to make a phone call. I had a couple of questions. They answered the phone very quickly. They were super, super great. 
um, very service oriented. And um, it was just a very positive experience to deal with them. It's a very professional organization. Well, and no doubt I have, uh, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure that is correct. Now, why do you have to do this through the Coast Guard for your vessel? What's special about what you're doing? Well, uh, larger larger vessels uh, are usually if it, if it's a vessel that can cross make an ocean crossing, mm-hmm. um, it, it's a Coast Guard documented it vessel. Has to be certified instead of getting yeah. a instead of getting a a state you know sticker, right. uh, you know, like um, it it replaces uh, the title. So there is no title on this boat. It's okay. Coast Guard documented yeah. and. And and it goes. Uh, it references the whole number. Do you Coast still Guard. have an FL? Do you still have an FL number though? I do. I have an FL number, but okay. um, I'm not even sure what it is. Actually, <laughs> I, could, I couldn't. Even, I couldn't even tell you what the FL number is, but yeah. because I'm not required to post it. Okay, hmm. but the Coast Guard wants to know that your vessel is seaworthy, and so that's what you have to get it certified hmm. for. It's similar uh, to an no. airplane. Kind of thing? No, no, they don't. They, they do not. Uh, it, it's based on the classification of the vessel. They don't do an inspection or anything like no. that. It's just no. It's just uh, based on the classification of the vessel. So, what's the benefit uh, to you, the boater, the end user? You know, I kind of wonder. I mean, is this just a tax then, or is this just some way for them to track what boats no, are out fe- on the it's, water? It's a federal registration instead of a state registration, right? So it's and it's it's Coast Guard documented. You know, all all yachts uh, are Coast Guard Coast Guard documented if they are U.S. based. Yeah. Okay. So just a way for mm-hmm. them to you know manage the list, know how mm-hmm. many are out there, I guess, on a mm-hmm. federal exactly. Level. Yeah. Right, and and it's inexpensive. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, what twenty six bucks? You're required bucks? by yeah. law. Yeah, to yeah. Do it. but you you're required to have your Coast Guard documentation on the vessel at all times. In fact, if you don't, uh, the fines can be pretty stiff. Yeah. Well, like I said, it, it sounds similar to airworthy certificate that you have to have for an airplane. But, yeah, but uh, that re- that's an inspection you have yeah, to do, right? right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mechanic yeah. has to sign off on that, right? Right. Yeah. 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 You have to have a mechanic sign off. On the airworthiness of the aircraft, this yeah. is not that. Okay. Now, if your if your boat were used for uh, rental, right, commercial, then it would have to be that commercial. Then it would have to be some kind of Coast Guard inspected boat, right? Yeah, absolutely, right. That okay. is correct. Yeah, because right. we have dive operator friends, uh, Barry and I, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they have to go through that every year. So I guess yeah, this is like the I don't know the the personal. Uh, boater, you know, registration that you have to do with the Coast Guard, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and you know, the, the Coast Guard can inspect this vessel. In fact, a friend of mine um, is, uh, he, he and his wife are currently uh, on their way up the eastern seaboard. They were here in this marina um, uh, up until about three weeks ago, and they're, they're on, they have a trawler. And the Coast Guard boarded them uh, in North Carolina to do a safety inspection. Yeah. So they can still do that, but it's not scheduled. If they see you and they want to board you, they can request to board your vessel and, and, and conduct an inspection. Yeah. And then you say, hey, wait, I paid my fees to you guys. I should be good to go. <laughs> yeah. Try that. Or, yeah. And yeah. they say, hey, we I don't care. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. We want more. But uh, yeah, they, they got to keep this, uh, you know, these uh, middlemen businesses, they got to keep those things in check because I, I can't imagine that. Um, 
well, I can't imagine that a lot of people fall for that because those letters that you get in the mail do kind of look, you know, like official letters from the Coast Guard. And you're like, oh, well, I got to pay this. And if you're not paying mm-hmm. attention, you could accidentally do this. And, uh, you right. know, and, and, and you, you, you know, after you do it, I guess you probably can't get your money back. Right. Well, well you know, the last, the last time this happened to me, or the first time it happened to me was on the boat I had previously, which was the first boat. I've owned that was a Coast Guard documented vessel, and I almost fell for it. Yeah. Uh, but what what caught my attention was, I thought I was supposed to go to the Coast Guard site, and I happened to look up at the uh, URL the website address. Yeah. And yeah, and I happened to notice it didn't say dot mill, so that made me stop. So right. uh, anyway, it happened again this time uh, at renewal time. I I started getting the letters and. And it just uh, made me think, hey, we need to remind our listeners. That's right. Uh, Don't fall that for that garbage. We want our passengers right. to be well-educated boaters. And we're doing the best <laughs> despite our best efforts. Sometimes I kind of wonder. Because uh, we, we may just throw in a bunch of extra stuff that they it confuses them. But this is pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. This is just good good uh, boater etiquette to be be aware of. Or boater beware. And we and we got to give props to Boat US. That's one of the things they do. They watch out for you know consumer uh, level things that boat that affect boaters that the government's doing, or in this case, other companies that are trying to you know get mm-hmm. in the middle and get a piece of the action that they really don't deserve. So, and like you said, it's easy, it's simple. Just double check it and make sure you're not falling for these those scams. What about you, Barry, with your boat? Do you got to do that, or is it too small? Yours is only no, a seventeen footer. My boat's not documented by the Coast Guard, but I do have title to it. It's an actual title through the state of Florida, and I do have my FL number for that. Okay. That's the number that's on the side of the boat. Right. So I do have a title as though or a vehicle. Even my trailer is titled yeah. uh, with its own uh, license. Well, I understood. Um, it, and honestly, is it because it's too small, though? You don't have to go through that uh, yeah, Coast Guard th- thing? I, I believe the Coast Guard, you have to be over a certain number of feet, and I could look that up during the next break. Okay. That's what Barry does. He likes to double-check and keep us in line. We want to give out the proper information. And uh, well, you'll probably get get that info through one of those third-party sites, though, right? <laughs> I No, I have an actual <laughs> Coast Guard boat. That oh, book well, that uh, yeah. Me. Well, he knows to check for a dot mill. Uh, website instead of some <laughs> other nonsense all right well we got uh, more coming up on the uh, world of boating we're trying to keep you educated and uh, just better informed boaters that's just what we do and we got more of it coming up stay close you're listening to the world of boating radio network Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook 
the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast looks like one ship was saved today a relationship This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew today as we navigate the latest boating news and information and just try to keep you, I don't know, more informed. Don't fall for those scams from these, uh, you know, letters in the mail that look like they're coming from the Coast Guard, but it's actually a third party trying to skim off the top or skim off your goodwill and uninformed, uh, you know, uh, boating knowledge. You know, so if you want to get your your Coast Guard, uh, if you if you need to get your, I don't know, what's the certificate, Barry? What do you look up? What it's called from the Coast it's a, Guard? It's it's a certificate of documentation, right? And it dates back to the eleventh Act of the first contra, uh, Congress, long time ago. It, yeah, a long time ago. And mm-hmm. what it did yeah. is it acts as evidence of the vessel's nationality for international purposes. Okay. And you had asked, what is there a size restriction? Uh, it's not so much a size restriction, but you don't need to get this documentation until you go over five net tons. Five so tons, okay. Five tons, yeah. That means mm-hmm. without fuel, I, I believe. Okay. Or, or without so, your mother-in-law, so, that kind of thing. Yeah, right. Well, surprise <laughs> weighs, you know, what, uh, 1,600 pounds? Uh, it doesn't even make it to a ton. Yeah. Okay. Well, there <laughs> well, you go. Yeah, You're good. And obviously, that regulation was was written back when, obviously, they were sailing vessels and uh, made out of wood, so I, I, I'm. I don't believe they've even changed that language in in all of these years. Yeah. Well, I think you, know, you you read during the break too that uh, five net tons. They figure that's usually boats over twenty five feet at least thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're about twenty five yeah. foot or longer tends to uh, increase the weight. Yeah. So I think how much is your uh, vessel weigh, Mike? Do you have any idea? Well, net about twenty seven thousand pounds, uh, right as it's sitting, probably thirty four. So that's a lot of net tons. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of net tons. <laughs> it's about yeah. thirteen net tons. Okay, yeah. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. Barry's an accountant. 
Don't yeah, rely on him. He did. He actually. But I used my. I did my. Use my fingers for. Uh, I know that's shocking. I thought you were gonna, <laughs> I thought he was going to break he's, out he's the really, abacus. He's, he's really not that good at math. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we got the computers. And uh, no, okay. Anyway, so uh, okay. Uh, you know, we. I think we've uh, educated everyone accordingly, and that'll make them a little bit more. Um, you know, set. You know, make sure if they first off, if they have to do it. And secondly, you know, uh, look out for those scams, uh, potentially. Now, you had mentioned, though, Mike, that some friends of yours got boarded by the Coast Guard. And mm-hmm. so when, when when that happened, I mean, Coast Guard does this all the time. They can do it at, at their, you know, they might just be doing uh, water safety checks no matter where you are in the States, whether it's a lake, right. uh intercoastal waterway or the ocean or whatever they have that right yeah. to board you and and they'll uh they'll check your boat and make sure you have all the safety equipment you're supposed to I, those folks that boarded got boarded by them there they they passed i assume or they were okay or they what they they did they are currently uh on an annual trip they take up the eastern seaboard they have a trawler uh, yeah. and they keep they keep it here uh during the winter and then during the summer uh take some excursions and so that's what they're doing right now mm-hmm. and uh, they were up in north carolina and the coast guard pulled up alongside them and requested to uh to board and conduct an inspection and they did and they passed right. everything was great yeah. um i mean what are they looking for i mean for other than obviously illegal ap- activity but i mean if well, you they, like if they say yeah, you don't have enough uh flotation devices on the boat or something is that a fine you would get Oh, oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah, absolutely. So they'll check your documentation. Mm-hmm. That's probably the first thing they check. Registration please. Check, yeah. <laughs> they they will check to make sure that you have all of the required safety gear. So, you know, a sound a, a sounding device, uh your fire extinguishers that are uh, uh confirmed not to be expired. Yeah. Um and uh that and they'll check um various other uh, systems on the boat to make sure you have fire suppression in the engine room if required and, and and those types of things right so there's a checklist they go through and if you're missing some things you might get a fine or you might get a warning mm-hmm. i've i've been boarded a couple of times over the years um mainly in the florida keys and it was although they conducted safety inspections what they were really doing was making sure we didn't have um lobster on board yeah we're outside right, of the lobster season yeah right has now, undersized do they, fish, yeah. Do they issue you the sticker when they're doing an inspection when the Coast Guard is, or do you get that somewhere else? You mean the safety inspection? Yeah, the safety inspection sticker. You know, I don't remember if I received a sticker because it was the it was actually the Marine Patrol in the Keys. Um, what the sticker you do get. Uh, the safety inspection sticker that you typically get is from the Coast Guard Auxiliary, mm. which that is a fantastic way to, A, make sure your boat is is up to speed and up to date uh, from a safety standpoint. It's free. It's free of charge. They're volunteers. Right. Uh, and when they finish the inspection, they give you a sticker with a date on it that you can put on your, your windshield. So if you are approached by the Coast Guard and they see that sticker, they're more than likely going to wave off and 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 go look for other boats because when they see that sticker, they see that the Coast Guard Auxiliary has conducted a safety inspection recently on your vessel. Right, you're proactive right. and uh, you're probably not a problem. 
And that and, and you could get that done. And some of the boat ramps will have special weeks where they either show up or the U.S. Power Squadron will show up at the boat ramps and offer these free safety inspections. And that sticker has allowed me to get through a lot of areas where you would see people getting pulled over for inspections. They would see me and they would just wave and I would wave back and away we went. Yeah. And they, they exactly. could see your, they could see your sticker. They could see my, oh yeah, I make sure I put little arrows all around it. Yeah. It lights up at night, <laughs> you nice. know, flashes. Right. The neon sign, right? The so, neon sign, right? <laughs> yeah. How do you sign up for that safety inspection? Through the uh, Coast Guard Auxiliary uh, website? Yeah, you can you go on their website and sign up for it. Uh, you could see when they're going to do inspections and in certain boat ramps, mm-hmm. uh, when they'll be out there, you know, doing that. And uh, it's great. I mean, it doesn't cost anything. They're very friendly. Uh, it doesn't take long. They basically go through all your safety equipment, make sure your fire extinguisher is good, make sure your lights work, right. make sure your battery's in a battery box, you know, things like that. It's just safety items. They want you to pass. They want, oh, they, yeah. they want yeah. you to be uh, safe. So they're exactly. on your side. Whereas if the Coast Guard pulls you over, they're looking for violations maybe. They may not be as understanding. Uh, it, yeah, on, it really depends. Yeah. Yeah. So – uh and, and- have you, have you ever been boarded like that? Well, or done one of those safety inspections where uh, they, they caught something. You're like, no, oh, why didn't I do that? Uh, the the or- only thing, the only thing I've ever had. No, I've never had inspections like that. I, I used to get the safety inspection every year by the uh, power squadron. Yeah. And the only thing that they've ever recommended is that my boat will hold six people max, but I don't necessarily carry six life preservers with me all the time. If it's just me and one other person, I'll have two strapped to the back yeah. as well as my inflatable, and that's enough. That's all right. Three out of six uh, is good enough for Barry, and uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. keep that in mind next time I head down there. <laughs> so, all right, we got more coming up on the World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network.
listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. What you doing in my waters? Just taking the air, you know, not fishing. Well, then how come this hook's in my head, fool? I wanna go fishing Cause it takes my stress away I wanna go fishing Try and cast my blues away I wanna go fishing I don't want to watch the clock I wanna go fishing I don't ever wanna stop This is the World of Boating, Greg, your first mate. Barry the boater, Mike the mariner, rounding out the crew. Okay, yeah, fishing, that's one of the things you can do on your boat, and hopefully you're uh, making the best of it this weekend. I don't know, uh, Mike, are you a big boater? I mean, a big boater, of course he's a big boater. He has a big boat. Uh, do you fish no, off your I'm, boat? I've never, <laughs> not off of my boat, uh, yeah. generally. Usually uh, go fishing with my dad on his boat. He's got okay. a He's got a boat that's dedicated to to fishing it's a big center console right and so but you we, can, we do you a lot could, of uh, off the east coast well you could fish off your 30 plus something vessel if you wanted couldn't you oh certainly yeah. certainly it's just not it's just not a dedicated fishing vessel right know, plus, a, plus if you lost a piece of bait or a fish somewhere in that boat and let it sit too long it'll develop a smell all to itself why would you do that yeah. though <laughs> well I mean, you could forget you know you, you have bait you forget out. The, that you catch a fish well, no, you, you have bait sitting around. One happens to go down a scupper and just sits there and starts to deteriorate. No. <laughs> no, I, I mean, on a big boat like that, uh, don't you have a couple rods that you could like, troll? Just throw out off each uh, sure. side of the stern? Yeah. And you're cruising yeah, somewhere. Absolutely. And, and you're using artificial, like, lures or something to pull in something cool? You ever do uh, that? Usually, when, when we go fishing, usually we use uh, ballyhoo with skirts. Yeah, there really? you go, ballyhoo. Huh. Yeah. You, you, you know, Mike, what is fun to troll is Mike is uh, Greg and his friend CJ. Yeah. You tow them in back of your boat and use right. them for bait. A uh, human lure. <laughs> That's what yes. uh, <laughs> right. Barry has called uh, me and my dive buddy several times <laughs> when we're uh, cruising for lobster. Yeah, he just drags yes, us behind his boat. We do that. And, uh, yep, that's yeah, that's what we do. Yep. And sometimes we catch something and, and find the lobster, and sometimes we kind of look behind us like, hey, is there anything following us? <laughs> uh, it, it's a little creepy at times, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I want a big boat like that though, but you're using live bait when you do it. You, you prefer to do that. If you're well, do it's it off dead. The big boat. I mean, it, it, it's not live bait. Uh, the, the, the ballyhoo are, are frozen. Frozen. Oh, but, okay. Uh, but they are real ballyhoo. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's why that's just your preferred after- bait stuff, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I see big boats like that. that a lot of times. As far as the stink and stuff that Barry's talking about, you just get like one of them fancy lures, you know, the artificial lures, and and you have a couple fishing poles on the boat, and sometimes you throw them in the water. I mean, they're they're not as uh, effective, I think, as uh, live bait. But if you're just doing it like as a side project, <laughs> well, uh, remember, well, fish you, fish yeah. do go to school, oh, so okay. they are smart <laughs> enough to know live from dead. All right. Uh, oh yeah. Well yeah yeah okay. <laughs> But uh, but that would uh, well, solve the the stink thing that Barry was talking about. I mean, what do you think? It, it, it it's not a successful day fishing, and if you come back and you don't smell like fish, okay. <laughs> well, you guys are a unique breed, uh, I guess. 
<laughs> so we'll leave it at that. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. But, uh, okay, so, you know, maybe whether you're doing fishing or whatever, but when you're out on your boat and uh, you fall off of it or, or your boat sinks, what do you do? <laughs> uh, you, oh, sur- you, you hopefully or survive at sea like this guy. He What, he spent six yeah. days uh, on yes, the water by yes. himself? Was he holding on to anything, or what do we know about this guy? Well, so this is a, you know, kind of a mixed bag kind of a story from a preparation standpoint. So yeah. uh, he, he's he's lucky to be alive, but sure. he was prepared from an emergency um, gear standpoint. He was crossing the Caribbean mm-hmm. and um, and experienced some very stormy seas. His boat took on some water. And here's where we get into safety inspection kind of uh, uh, issues. The bilge pump on his boat failed. So okay. the the water that was entering his cabin, he could not get it out fast enough. And he was manually, you know, trying to get the water out with a bucket. Right. Um, in, in 15 foot seas. Oh, boy. So <laughs> That's how big was good. this boat? <laughs> I Did think it's... the boat, the boat's about uh, 32 to 34 feet Holy, long, I believe. In 15 footers? <laughs> yes. It's sailboat, which is not uncommon. Yeah. Um, you know sailboats it looks like it's probably about a maybe a 40 footer um wow i don't i don't have the model in front of me but there were a couple of things that 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 situations that developed with this that um could have been avoided um he lost all of his electronics due to water intrusion uh so he didn't have his electronics protected yeah uh well enough and he acknowledged that in the interview after the uh after the event mm-hmm. um after he was able to to um weather that storm and he kept the boat floating um what happened next was since he didn't have navigation aids he didn't know exactly where he was he ran aground and hit a hit a reef and damaged his vessel to the point that it breached the bottom and that's where the sinking comes in ah. so uh and uh, and, and this is also where, you know, being prepared for, you know, most eventualities uh, saved his life. So he, he deployed a, 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 an emergency raft um, that was equipped with an EPIRB, and uh, he, he, he boarded that and, and spent six days um, waiting for rescue. And wow. um, the Coast Guard. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, he had an EPIRB, mm-hmm. and it took him did. six days to find it, or was the battery dead on the EPIRB? Hmm. Well, the, the, so the Coast Guard did receive a signal. Uh, they couldn't respond themselves because he was north of Cuba. So they redirected a commercial vessel uh, to that area, and, and they rescued him. How about that? Hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but so he had like, the emergency life raft. He had the EPIRB. I mean, how did he survive, though, six days? Did, did he have any water, or did he say, I mean, you can't survive six days without water, can you? It doesn't say, but I'm going to assume that he probably had some Something. some emergency kit on yeah. the uh, on the uh, raft. Yeah, and and but, we've seen those when we go to the boat show. Greg and I have gone there, and you've seen them. They're in small boxes, and they'll have emergency food rations and little water and pouches and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still, six days—that's a long time. I yes, well, and that explains it. I thought the guy was literally in the water. Uh, and I was like, wow, that's yeah. remarkable. But if he was on a, on a raft for six days, well, it's a little bit more reasonable. Okay. 
and and it's good. I mean, he he he's okay. He's fine. He survived this. It just he had yes. to float around for six days, and I'm sure he's going like going. Hey, I got the sea perb. I bought this raft and everything. Where the hell is everybody? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm looking at a photograph of his raft on the deck of the ship that rescued him, and there is a large bottle of water. Uh, there's a, a kit, uh, looks like a medical kit, and the raft is actually a very nice uh, emergency raft that automatically deploys when it hits the water. Right, and it has, a, and it's and it's a covered raft, yep. so he was protected from the sun. So, yeah. you know, from that standpoint, he was well prepared for a, a trip like that. But it sounds like his vessel uh, could have used some some uh, safety inspections before the trip. Right. I've seen uh, many a YouTube video of uh, th- this type of stuff. You know, you see some of like those those folks that uh, sail around the world or some real remote locations. And uh, there was one video in particular that happened where his bilge pump or something went out and he starts, you know, having to manually pump water out of his vessel because the it's not working. And he's, he, he realizes he's losing this battle and he's like, oh, mm-hmm. crap, what do I do? And he literally jumped out of the boat and and tried to seal it up with plastic bags because he had, he had a rupture in the hull and uh, did that whole thing. But you see the panic on their face. I mean, if you're going through something like that, you're going, "Oh my gosh, uh, the boat is going to sink. What am I going to do? What am I going to do?" Am I, you know, mm-hmm. that is not the time to put together your emergency kit. <laughs> so no, no, it isn't. Yeah, but exactly. it, it sounded like he got it. Now, an inspection would not necessarily find a. Uh, a pump that's going to fail. Uh, if it ran one day, the next day it may not run. So, well, that's I'm, true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But, but, but he but, did have um, the safety equipment. Most important. Right. right. But the guy on this YouTube video, he had one of those hand pumps, you know, and he was trying to pump it. He had, at least he had one of those with a tube on it. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. And he was manually pumping that, but he couldn't keep the water out quick enough. And he could just see the water was rising and rising, and knew he was losing his mm-hmm. losing this battle. And, and I think I think most bilge pumps will not keep up with a a large enough diameter hole in the uh, in the hull. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, you, you have different ratings, like you know, a, a thousand gallons per hour or you know, six hundred gallons per hour. It just depends on the size of the hole, how how uh, how hard you hit an object. And yeah, well, exactly. What, what damage? What damage it caused to well, the bottom of your boat? And if you're in twelve foot seas, there's not a whole lot you're going to be able to do. Uh, no, it sounds like he was crossing. He was must have been crossing the Gulf Stream. Yeah. So make sure you get your emergency kit and life raft in check for pretty much any time to go out in the water. I think that's the moral of that story. More coming up on the world mm-hmm. of boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. 
This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook the evolution of protection successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast Arr, why buy a house when he can buy a houseboat yeah don't forget to check out the galley that's real shag carpeting Baby, back her down the rain and don't jackknife her. Let's see how many people we can fit inside her. I think we got half of the town invited for some beer on a boat on a Saturday. A few good friends just floating away. The world looks better through a cool pair of shades with some beer on a boat on a Saturday. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate. Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater, rounding out the crew. All right, you know, I forgot to mention one of the big tips that I would provide our passengers, Barry, as far as like if you are on your boat and your boat starts sinking and God forbid you have to go into survival mode is don't forget who you bring boating with you. Because uh, one of the things we always do when uh, we uh, take off on a boating adventure, especially an extended trip, we uh, get everybody together. And we look at, it, at each other and say, like, it's three or four people. And we say, okay, look, if we uh, lose power, boat goes down, or we run out of food, power, whatever, and we get stranded, you know, on an island or whatever, who are we going to eat first? Mm-hmm. And you kind of make that decision before you leave the dock. And so, it, you know, there's no argument, you know, once you find yourself in that predicament. And usually Do you, it's... Do you ask for volunteers or what? Well, yeah, no, it's usually like <laughs> you, you kind of go around and look at everybody like, okay, uh, fatter, fat, more fat means more flavor. Older, you know, aged, and you, that's usually works against <laughs> uh, the person that you want uh, to eat to survive. Looks like I'm not taking anyone out boating with me. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, part I'm of just, our crew, yeah. I think Barry's the first one to go. Thanks. <laughs> there, There is a great book uh, called Adrift by Steve Callahan. Yeah. And uh, I'm showing you a picture of it, although they can't see it. Right. Uh, this gentleman spent 76 days adrift wow. on a life raft 
what happened was is uh he believes that a whale hauled his boat near um the uh oh what's the name of the islands where the hurricanes always start up uh, uh the african canary. coast like, no well no not yeah you know, i guess the canary islands you could say that uh, yeah um but uh and he drifted all the way to the leeward islands before he finally got uh picked up that's a long trip yeah, yeah. 76 days 76 days mm-hmm. all right well uh, it, it's a great book you 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 know read it uh learn from it and mm-hmm. then get yourself a uh a really nice um i prefer uh just watching movies you know castaway will probably do it for you but tom hanks yeah, he, yeah. he was north of the Cape Verde Islands. All right. And uh, that's when he thinks a whale hold the uh, vessel. And uh, he jumped out into his little uh, his little uh, emergency survival raft, which probably needed some updating. But it kept him alive for 76 days and a lot of uh, thinking and not panicking. Hmm. Surviving on uh, rainwater and stuff rain like that. Rainwater and, and, and raw fish and uh, having to fight off sharks and, and holes in his... Uh, raft it start to lose air over time because you know being out in the water in the sun those seams seams eventually start to come apart especially mm-hmm. on older rafts well yeah there's that but also the mental uh stability issue uh comes into play just like it did on castaway with wilson hmm. you know i mean i don't I know how many was how many days does it take for your mind to start going nuts we've we've had uh hmm. You know, we've had those stories on the show before where they after you know those uh those folks that are sailing around the world they got to deal with the mental aspects of being alone for such an extended period of time. And then they start doing crazy stuff and going a little well, nuts. Don't you watch Naked and Afraid all the time? I, I've watched it. <laughs> yes. Why? Why do you ask? Well, you like to see how long they last. And they're only out for two mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah, but they get it's yeah. two people. So if you're by yourself, that's when they go crazy generally. Isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. I, I think when they have two people, it gives them a reason to fight. Well, there's... <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Well, for me, the the uh, the the mental decline is at the end of any given day. So yeah, you know, it's not. It just depends not on how the day days. goes. It's, it's like five o'clock. Yeah, I'm five o'clock. Out. It's five o'clock <laughs> right somewhere, here. but not here. Yeah. Right. But, uh, but yeah, it'll put you over the edge if if you don't have maybe a cocktail to rely on. <laughs> you know, if you get I, I thought it was interesting seat. that uh, that he made uh, a makeshift sextant to navigate but he, he had no propulsion he, i guess he just wanted to know where he was right Right. exactly yeah and if you go back and you read through the book it shows his journal of how he kept track of where he thought he was as far as longitude was concerned yeah mm. so he, he was totally lost and had no hope but at least he knew where he was well if i can just hold on one more day you know i'm right, right here maybe i'll float over to cuba or whatever the case may be well, they found him in the Lee, in the Leeward Islands. He could actually see the islands coming up, so he had an idea, general idea, of where he was. Yeah, but at what point would you start to lose it? You know, I mean, think, put yourself in that position, Barry. I well, mean, that's, 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 after uh, a week uh, being lost at sea like that, would you start going? Well, there's no hope. I, I don't. You know, every person's different. I know that uh, the Navy SEALs. Uh, that's one of the things they try to instill upon those people there is that you don't give up. Uh, you keep fighting all the way to the end, and if you if they think you're going to give up, uh, that's when they boot you out of the seals. They say, "Nope, you're not cut out for it." Mm. It's a certain mindset to say, "I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep trying." Right? Yeah, I guess you just got to foc- uh, focus on a reason to live. Right? And, uh, maybe that's how how you can do it. But yeah, I mean, you hear those stories though, and you would mm-hmm. think that that would get very depressing 
after a certain point, like, gosh, they're never going to find me. I'm going to be out here forever. Mm-hmm. Well, go look for this book. It's called Adrift by Steve Callahan. Well, I, okay, you can look at the bright side. If you know this, that at least one person you're aware of survived 76 days, yeah, you should at least keep your uh, mind in the game for that long. Like, well, if this one guy did it, maybe I can do it too. Looking at the bright side from that standpoint, you think? Sure, and I have enough uh, padding on me to keep me going. Well, okay, I'm just going to go boating with Barry, and you know, if we get in that position, well, we're going to eat them to survive first. Oh, thanks. So. <laughs> <laughs> on that disturbing note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life is better. Life is better. Add us up, boater. boater. Safe boating, everyone. Swab. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.